Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a principal in search of wisdom, and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today's title of the show is How to Forgive an Abusive Parent. This is a much-needed conversation that I needed to have, and I am uh, glad that I have uh, this uh, tool, this podcast, this show to tell you about my thinking process, what I went for, and since this is an education podcast, the whole purpose of it is to educate. So whoever is out there who is listening to this, who is watching this, thank you so much. Um, you may or may not have experience with trauma and abusive parents, but certainly you can um, get some information here so you can best support your students because uh, you do not have to have experience to trauma in order to address it, but it certainly helps. So thank you for being here. Uh, as you know, I'm a school principal in search of wisdom. And the other day I was at work uh, and I received uh, information that my mother had passed away. And um, I haven't talked to my mom in many years and we don't have a close relationship, something that I'm going to uh, uh, share with you in here. Uh, I do remember that I was at work uh, at the school I live and I had a very important meeting, uh, the SLT, uh, the school leadership team. And I got there maybe two minutes late because I was debating, should I go, should I not go? I wasn't sure if the information that was provided to me was accurate. Uh, so I was thinking, uh, but I still went to my meeting uh, and I sat with the amazing team and uh, I, I was a little bit detached. Um, I only spoke a few times. Uh, I tend not to speak a lot in leadership meetings because uh, the whole idea is to learn from my leaders. Um, but it was, it was, it was in my mind bringing all these uh, emotions and thoughts. Um, and then after the meeting, I went back to my office and I received confirmation um, that my mother had passed. So uh, of course, this is uh, a hit, right? I was not expecting it. Again, I didn't have a close relationship, but I used to. And that's part of the things that I'm going to reflect today is the, uh, what are the steps that I took in order to, to, to really forgive my abusive family and, and then being able to move on with my life. Uh, so for that, I, I need you to understand the following. Uh, when I was born, uh, my father was 54 years old. Um, he was born in 1927. So to put it in perspective, um, my parents were older 
than the grandparents of my friends, right? So in that sense, I was always uh, uh, an outcast in the terms of how my parents raised me. Uh, and the funny thing is that when my father was 54, he arrived at his home with a basket and a baby inside the basket. And he told his wife, a child has been given to me in a trip, in a business trip. So that's how my story began with my mother. Uh, my father uh, had me with a relationship outside of his marriage. And um, there was a discussion and conversation between him and his lover. And somehow my father came home with a baby and his wife that was about five years younger than him, so she must have been 51, was surprised with this beautiful, gorgeous baby, Ephraim. So that's how my story begins uh, with my mother. Um, throughout the weeks that my mother was with this baby that supposedly was giving away, um, she discovered the truth that my father had uh, another love life elsewhere. And ever since I became the point of contention between the marriage of my father and his wife and me as, as basically the little bastard that was in the middle. Uh, and I don't say this lightly because uh, when your mother tells you that and calls you that name, it's one of those things that you never forget. Uh, not only because it's true, but also because of the way it was said uh, in a way to, to take away the dignity. So um, I grew up um, going through a lot of issues in terms of getting along with my parents and, and the psychology of, of, of my parents that were, when they were growing up, extremely poor. My father had a third grade education. My mother had graduated from high school, uh, but that was it, right? So the, the opportunity that they had in life was a little bit different. Um, and I, I can process now as an adult why my parents were uh, so tumultuous in their way of racing. Um, so what can I tell you? Um, as I was growing up, I was having a lot of problems at work and in my life. And when I will, when I will go in my private moments, I will only argue and complain about what my mother had done to me, uh, what my mother had done to me, and I had to uh, go through therapy, and at some point I took medication for depression and anxiety, and the one thing I couldn't do was to forgive my mother. Uh, I was so angry, and I couldn't understand why she was such a huge weight on the progress of my life. And what I did to forgive her is the following, right? I made a list of glows 
and grows, right? Uh, because I started realizing that I was uh, putting so much importance in a person in my life that was no longer present, was no longer real. She was only living in my imagination, right? So I had this activity with plastic plates where uh, I wrote the names of all the people in my life that that have hurt me. And I wrote in the other side of the plate the names of all the people that I had hurt. So I could have uh, and visualize conversations of forgiveness and apologies. Um, and the last step, the biggest mountain to climb in that activity was my mother. So these are some of the good things that she did. Number one, she healed me. So when I was brought to my home, um, my biological mother apparently didn't have the best health and I don't think my father either. And I came very sick, three, four, maybe for five years. Uh, it was back and forth. Uh, sometimes I would think it was allergies. Sometimes I would think um, uh, maybe it was something that was inside my, my body. But uh, my parents didn't have insurance and they didn't believe in it. Uh, not that they, they couldn't afford it but they just didn't have it. So for us going to the doctor was like an occasion. And um, I do remember that I was so sick that uh, I was taken to several doctors. Uh, and the one that I remember most was a homeopath or naturopath place that was uh, had a several pools, very hot, hot uh, pools. And I remember... Um, being put in one and, and all of a sudden feeling better. Um, I had enemas uh, galore. Uh, it was a, a, a difficult time in my life in terms of health where you don't know if I, if I will just come out healthy out of it. And the truth is that she took care of me. So that, thank you. I appreciate it because I wouldn't be here if you wouldn't have done that, mommy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Number two, something she really did well that became so impactful in my life was that in her religious um, uh, fanatism, uh, she put me and my sister in our uh, very early teens to take catechism classes but not as a student, but as catechism classes, as instructors of catechism. Uh, and I was able to, I didn't learn much about religion because probably I was not paying attention. I was too young. But I do remember the, the conversations about helping they needed to helping people that, that don't have any other supports. And that is for sure where my vocation as educator came up because when I was able to assist you in your own classes that you gave on Saturdays in, in, the, in the church that we attended, um, 
I was able to to discover the the power of having conversations with people that don't have people to have conversations with. Uh, and that was very transformational in my life. And again, I wouldn't be an educator today if I didn't have those experiences as a catechist uh, with you. Thank you so much. Uh, and finally, one more glow is that you took the chance to, to raise me. And uh, I know that in your mind, you attempted to do the absolute best that you could with what you had. I know you also had a, a upbringing that was very tough, that was full of uh, uh, need and hunger. And even though you went through all those traumas, you were able to make of yourself a better human being that you were. And uh, for that, I want to thank you. And again, I am a better person today because I learned a lot of values from you. Let's go about the grows. So when I think about the grows of my mom, um, I think the most important grow is about your efforts to diminish my mindset uh, when I was growing up. What does that mean? Um, you um, always make comments throughout my childhood that made me believe that I was not smart, that I couldn't accomplish things, that I was less. For example, you will always talk about uh, the prostitute and the prostitute. And I thought it was Mary Magdalene from the Bible, uh, but all those years that you kept saying the prostitute, the prostitute, the prostitute, you were talking about my biological mother and when you realize with time that your mother that is raising you is not your real mother, but your adopted mother, um, then you connect two and two and you realize that what your parent was telling you really is that you were less because you were of the blood of this other person. So I know for many years I was not able or never able to realize that, but now I better understand. And although you probably thought that you were just like, like, like hitting the the woman that potentially may have impacted negatively your relationship with your husband, uh, you probably didn't realize that you were hurting me and also. Uh, my other sibling. Number two, um, I remember um, when the computers came up, uh, I um, I wanted a PC. That was the in thing. And there was a purchase uh, of uh, what was supposed to be a Mac. And Mac had a very good commercial that it was simple, right? And Although Max, like right now I'm recording on a MacBook, right? When I asked why a Mac, not a PC, I was told then again, oh, PCs are too difficult for you. So we're gonna give you a Mac, right? So again, 
one more time that feeling of that that uh, something is too difficult for me. Uh, it really impacted me in my adult life because then I, I will always think that I was less and, and I still think that there are things that are too difficult for me that I cannot accomplish. And um, I think the lesson from there is that what we tell our children is important because everything that we tell them could potentially impact them through their lifetime. So that was an important part uh, that uh, stuck with me. It happens to be that Mac books uh, or Mac computers ended up being uh, the best, so it ended up working out. So who knows? Maybe you had a vision that I didn't, uh, but that's how I ended up uh, thinking about it. And finally, uh, the, the, the cherry on top, I remember um, there was a, a Christmas day where I opened a gift that was not intended to me. So it was a Nintendo game. And um, um, when I opened the game and they realized that it was a game called Zelda, that was the in-game for them. Um, I was immediately taken, they were taken at me and I was told, no, 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 no. This one is too hard for you. This is the one for you. So when I opened my gift, I realized it was Lemmings. So if you don't know what Lemmings is, it's a very simple game, uh, very cute, but uh, I was insulted. And it was insulted to the point that I my, my brain blocked all those fantasy games and eventually fantasy novels and fantasy stories because I was ashamed of that moment when I was told that something was too hard for you, it's too complicated, you are not as smart, you are the son of a prostitute. So that is absolutely a grow that if you are raising children, if you are educating children, if you are have contact of people who are with proximity of children, and you hear things like that, kindly remind them, kindly educate them that what we tell children can stick with them for the rest of their life. And that can be very good and that can be awful. Another grow is uh, the dishonesty. So my parents were much older and every time we would go somewhere, I would tell, okay, when we go this, don't say this, don't say that. I am this age or don't mention my age. And it was always like a, like a programming of how to act, right? And it would get me very angry because in my home, I would get these beatings like with sticks, with uh, bells, with the metal part, uh, uh, punches, slaps, um, like, like with anything they could handle or they could have. And then they will go to church and everybody will see my mom as this saint and this perfect parent. And it was all a simulation, it was fake. That's why I guess as an adult, 
I cannot stand fake people. I cannot stand when people are not authentic. Um, and when people are dishonest, it reminds me of how harmful it is to live a double life of, of, of portraying something in public that is not real. Um, and I believe that um, this life of dishonesty took us to many realms that um, that are on um, that made life more difficult. I think the the moment where I said no more, no more of this, I was um, a teenager. And the wealthy guy in the neighborhood that happened to be the popular kid in school, all of a sudden arrives to my home. Um, he arrives to my home with a guy I've never seen in my life. And he's about three or four years older than me. But my mother knew him because she knew the, the parent of this child who was a, a successful and popular lawyer. And... When Angelia arrived to the house, uh, this kid was not my friend. This kid was nobody. Um, they knocked the door and my mom was so excited because in her eyes, being friends with this kid would give me proximity to lack of poverty because when I understand her growing up and growing up in extreme poverty, one of her successes will have been to place her child in positions of wealth. So they wouldn't have to suffer the way that they suffer. And um, my mother said, go, go, go. And I remember changing my pajamas. I was like so surprised. I mean, it was like maybe 6.30 or 7. Two hours later, I arrived to my home running with my shirt all broken and these kids were going to sexually abuse me. So I was so angry and so frustrated that I was led to that, that I blame my mother. And for many years, I couldn't forgive her for that. But when when growing up and going through this reflection process, I came to realize that, you know, I have to judge situations based on what actually happened, right? I am sure that if my mother will have known the intentions of this child and this is friend, she will have never allowed me to go to this place, right? Um, her her aspirations for me to have a better life, even though everything was so convoluted, ended up being in me going through this. And for many years, I wasn't able to trust anyone because I was always afraid that someone was going to touch me inappropriately or push me or, or, or do something against me. And um, I think that was the last cherry on top. And ever since I decided, the first opportunity that I have, I will leave. And leave did I do, and I never came back. So uh, before I tell you the lessons of uh, uh, this experience, let's celebrate the Teach 
better community. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. So what are the lessons learned about this, right? In order to forgive someone, uh, you first need to understand why you need to forgive someone. So think about it as in terms of bandwidth, right? If you have so much bandwidth or lives in a video game, you want to ensure that you safeguard as much as, as of the bandwidth so you can have the, the productive life that you want to have. So understand, first of all, why you need to forget. Well, uh, number one, my mother has passed away. So I absolutely have no reason to keep carrying this weight of what she was able to do. Number two, um, when we think about our sufferings, we should measure which ones of these sufferings are real and present right now in front of me and which ones of these things are in my mind dancing because I'm allowing them to. It is so important to determine what is real and what is not. And I absolutely realize that I was enough for me to be suffering and taking away from my family, my loved ones, my school, because I was angry and bitter and sad, frustrated, uh, full of anguish for things that happened 30 something years ago. It is important to, for you, uh, when you understand your why, like when you do this, then you're going to have a life where you're going to be able to use that bandwidth for other important things, perhaps for mindful activities, for activities that you want to do, maybe more time with your family, and to ensure that you don't repeat these stories of trauma, that you don't bring them with you and you let them die and rest. Because at the end of the day, they don't do any good for you and like the important philosophers say, we suffer more in our imagination than in real life. So what do I um, think about the situation? Well, I was a child. There's nothing I can do to go back. There's nothing I can do to change. Actually, if I could change anything, everything else, would be different if I came back. Um, I must accept and embrace everything that happened to me because it made me who I am today. And in part of that is because of you, mom. So I want to thank you because I know you tried to do the absolute best. And whenever you failed, you failed thinking that you wanted to do the best that you could. And for that, I appreciate you and I forgive you. And I hope that you rest in peace. Well, 
listeners of Wisdom and Productivity. I needed to take this out of my system to share with you that it is absolutely possible to forgive an abusive parent and make it a better life. Today, I am happy to say that I have addressed my mental health in order to give my, my loved ones a better life. I have dedicated myself to ensure that yes, I am that smart. I can accomplish the things that I aim at, that I can be a better person, that I can be a professional, that I can lead institutions with peace and calm, that I can remind people that the most important things children need are love and attention. I pride myself in my proximity with my own children and ensuring that they have a better life, not getting everything they want, but providing them everything that they need in order to defeat all the challenges they are going to face in the world. That is why if I look back and realize all the good things of even the people who hurt me, I realize that if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to be the adult I am today. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. It was a very special one. Uh, I am ready to pass that page, close that book, put it in the bookshelves, and continue with my life. Happy Sunday, peace and calm. Thank you for listening to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Epaim Martinez. Chulu. And I love that production. Chill out.